amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Let me preface the story with a little background information. I'm a college student and I'm majoring in engineering. I'm currently away from school on a co-op rotation with a major company. My company is headquartered in a larger city and I'm working in a smaller site just north of HQ. I live in a small township in the suburbs, a gated apartment complex in a very nice area with very low crime rates. Now, I regularly go on jogs with my music on full blast and my dog right at my side. We walk around at night. It's by all accounts a very safe place to live and I felt very safe here. That is, until today. I woke up and got ready for work like normal. When I got in my car, not only was it basically frozen over, but I noticed that I was low on gas. I decided not to risk it and fill up before work. Once my front and back windows defrosted just enough for me to see, I drove a block down the road to my usual fill up spot. It has lots of pumps and it usually isn't even packed, and it's also super close to my apartment. They also have usually lower prices than any of the other gas stations in the area. I pull into the parking lot and there isn't another car anywhere, save for a semi-truck parked by the doors and all the employee cars around the side. All the pumps are open. I pull up to the farthest right pump and hop out of the car. As I'm swiping my card and doing all that fun stuff, another car then pulls up. I didn't get a real good look at it honestly, but it wasn't shiny or new. I barely paid any attention until the car stopped at the pump on the other side of my own. So, you know how pumps are double-sided? Of all the open pumps, the driver chose the one connected to the one that I was currently using. So, yeah, not exactly perfect pandemic manners. Still, I didn't really think too much of it, at least not initially. I could hear the other driver swapping their card and entering their PIN number. I was freezing cold and just trying to hurry. I turned around and put the nozzle in the car and I just stood there for a minute. Very foolishly, I decided to keep my back turned. I didn't want to have any contact with that person so I just tried to pretend that nobody was there. Once I filled up, I removed the nozzle and then turned around, still keeping to myself and not even lifting my eyes. I finished the transaction and got my receipt. While it was printing, I looked up casually. I almost fell flat on the pavement when I saw a man peering around the corner of the pump just staring at me. You know how sometimes people describe creepy people as having an inhuman quality? Well, I never really understood that until today. The way this man looked at me sent a shiver down my spine. His eyes were just really cold and unyielding. He wasn't blinking or moving, but his gaze was growing even more intense. There was something animalistic in the way he stared at me. I felt like a deer being watched by a mountain lion. The hairs on the back of my neck stood. My instincts were screaming at me to run. This all took place in the span of just a couple seconds, but it felt like a lifetime. I very quickly opened my car door 
When I did so, the man moved his head, tilting it to the side to peer into my car. I didn't really consider it at the time, but I think he might have been looking to see if I was alone. I intentionally blocked the view of the inside of my car with my body and then closed the door very quickly. I then locked it immediately. So, you know how earlier I mentioned that my car was nearly frozen over? Well, by now the front and back windows were entirely clear. The side windows, however, were almost still all icy. There was a single strip of clarity in the driver's side window. A result of me rolling the window down a few moments prior in an attempt to clear it off. As I hastily buckled my seatbelt, I ventured a glance to my left. The man was still there, still staring, but he had now inched closer. I could see more of his body now than before. He was tall with dark hair and a well-built frame. He was certainly much larger than me. He seemed a few years older than me. Had it not been for those eyes, I might have even said that he was attractive. But those eyes, they were just haunting. I decided to do the logical thing and get myself the hell out of there as fast as possible. I didn't want a chance him being able to follow me. Though my work has really great security, I didn't want him knowing where I worked. I don't really know if this man was just a creeper, maybe something much darker, but I don't want to find out. Ever. I live in a small town where everyone knows everyone. Our town is normally pretty great. We throw community events, light up a town Christmas tree, and lots of other things. That being said, our town has a serious issue, and that's an old rundown building just outside of town that is absolutely crawling with tweakers, homeless drug addicts who constantly vandalize and steal from all of the hardworking locals. Right at around 11.30, I had pulled up to the only gas station in town that stays open late after a closing shift at work. I got out of my Jeep and I started heading into the store to prepay. I noticed a rusty old BMX bike leaned up against the side of the building and I took a really deep breath as that's usually the sign that someone sketchy was in there. I continued to walk in and I was pleasantly surprised to find an empty store besides myself and the cashier. I figured maybe whoever owned the bike was just in the washroom and if I was fast enough I could pay and be back in my Jeep before they even came out. I know it sounds like I'm judging people who don't drive or use bikes as a form of transportation but after seeing so many CCTV pictures of sketchy tweakers riding bikes around and breaking into businesses on my town's community group page, you come to be a little more cautious when you see them. So anyway, I pay for my gas and I head out to my car. I didn't hear the bathroom door open, but I still found myself speed walking right to the pump so that I can just fill up and get the hell out of there. After all, it was late and dark, and I felt a heavy blanket of anxiety then cover me as I stood outside alone. I eventually got back to my car and I start to unscrew my gas cap. I have one of those caps that completely screws off and I usually just set it right on my back bumper. As I went to set it down, I had caught a glimpse of a man leaning against the gas pump directly across from me. I felt my stomach drop as he wasn't wearing one of the gas station uniforms and there was no other cars fueling up other than myself. I looked at him as I debated turning around to press the regular gas button. I didn't want to look away and give him the chance to approach me without being aware of it. I tried to put myself between the pump and my car, but the way I had parked made it kind of difficult to maneuver the nozzle the right way. My heart was beating and all I could think about was what he could want or what he was doing. 
After what felt like years of contemplation, I turned around and almost slammed the button and started to pump the gas. I kept my eyes low as I tried to watch his movements, but there weren't any. He just stood stiff, tall lanky with his eyes cemented to me five feet apart. I had paid to fill my tank as I was on knee and the pumps are painfully slow, so I decided to slide between the pump and my car and just wait in there. I tried to look back without being too obvious, but by the time that I had adjusted enough to clearly see where he was, he wasn't. I felt my heart then sink. He was gone. In those matter of seconds, he had seemingly vanished from his lurking point. Maybe he was just hiding behind the gas pump. Maybe he walked away into the surrounding darkness. I waited quietly, barely moving, until I then felt the click of the gas pump. I grabbed my cute pink Cabela's pocket knife and I did one last sweep to make sure I couldn't see him hiding somewhere. I got out and it was silent. I thought that he had lost interest, so I relaxed my shoulders, then putting my knife in my coat pocket. I grabbed the nozzle and I placed it back in the holster with my back to the pump where the guy had been. Struggling a bit to place it back in there properly, I finally turned around to grab my gas cap, screw it on, and dip the hell out of there. I spun around quickly, and there he was. Face to face with maybe five inches between us, stood the man who was leaning against the pump just five to ten minutes before. His face was sunken in, and he had dark purple bags under his bloodshot, wide-open eyes. His cheekbones looked like they were threatening to rip through his skin. I didn't know what to do. I stood there for a couple of seconds, dizzy, ready to throw up, scream, or pass out. Whichever came first. I was terrified. I wanted to grab the pocket knife, but I couldn't make myself move. He stared at me before opening his mouth wide, like as wide as he could, and without hesitation or breaking eye contact, he just started laughing. Not a normal funny joke kind of laugh, but like a stereotypical evil murderer laugh. I thought I was going to die. I thought that he was going to pull a knife or a gun, hell, maybe even strangle me. But he simply just turned on his heels and walked away, still laughing. I watched him walk about 500 feet away before I convinced my body to grab my- Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com my gas cap and get the hell back in my car. I don't know what that man wanted, what he was on, or what he planned on doing, or why he didn't do anything. I don't know if he owned the bike or someone else left it there, but what I do know is that it is absolutely vital to be constantly aware of your surroundings. I'm really lucky that I only got laughed at instead of God knows what else. By 13 years old, I had moved away a little farther, my hair was a little longer, and I was constantly getting mistaken and hit on by much older men who claimed that they thought I was at least 18. I had met my best friend that year, T, who lived in a mobile home park right across the street from our local grocery store, Surefine. We practically lived at each other's houses back then. We were inseparable. This one weekend in sixth grade was no different. Just for an idea, 
If your back is to the grocery store, there's a road directly in front of the parking lot to said grocery store, and directly in front and down the hill is the mobile home park, and just to the left of it, more up the hill towards the road, is a Sheets gas station. T and I had been goofing around, watching some really embarrassing movies at our trailer that I won't mention, when we decided we wanted to take a break and take a walk outside and grab some energy drinks to keep us up all night. T's mom was really wonderful, and she completely trusted us. It was already dark out, but Sheets was just up a hill. We didn't even have to cross a road to get there. BT's little sister, who was around 10 at the time, begged to come with us. So reluctantly, we agreed. We were being really loud and weird, as we always were with each other, sharing one inside joke after another, much to B's annoyance. The people in the neighboring mobile homes had shot us disapproving looks or would jeer at us as we walked by. We were just getting into the light of the Sheets gas station when B became notably embarrassed by how we were acting. Now, I need you to understand how we were being. T was making really loud quotes from Spongebob as well as imitating their voices while I was circling B as I squatted into a crab walk and then snapped my hands like claws. Yeah, no regrets. Anyway, a couple of the people at the pumps had turned and looked at us weird, but T and I brought the weird out of each other and we were laughing so hard it just really didn't matter. B rushed in and away from us while T and I calmed down a bit and we entered the gas station. We had took our time picking out snacks and drinks with the generous $20 T's mom had given us. There was a few other people in the gas station but T and I hardly paid attention. We had already been in there close to 10 minutes when I realized that B wasn't near us. I told T this and she kind of just laughed and made some joke about some poor sucker kidnapping her. At this point in my life, I had had enough scary encounters that I was really paranoid. So I handed T all of my stuff and I told her I was going to peek out to make sure she was standing on the sidewalk. When I at first didn't see her, my heart skipped a beat. But then at the end of the walkway, almost shadowed, I saw B standing there with her head down. I call over to her and she slowly approaches now complaining that we're the worst. I roll my eyes at her and I tell her if she stays outside she's not going to get any candy, to which she then sulkily walks back in. She just hands T all the candy she wants and then she tells us she's going outside to wait. So, like the mother hen that I am, I tell her to stay by the door in the light. We're the third in line but even looking out the big glass door I don't see her again. T tells me not to worry about it and that her and B go up there all the time, but I'm still anxious. When I can finally put down our snacks and energy drinks right under the counter, I then tell T that I'm just going to peek out at B while she pays. Right as I open the door and the cold air hits me, I then see B standing only 10 feet away from the corner closer to the pumps than towards the mobile homes. She's now talking to someone in a lifted black truck with black tinted windows. I march right over and stand next to B, about to tell this black truck off, but when I appear, the window drops all the way down and I can see at least four grown men in the truck, all of them smiling very stupidly. I don't even say anything to them. I immediately look at B, grab her arm, and tell her that we really need to leave. B pulls away from me and she then snaps that I'm not the boss of her, that they were just asking for directions. I hear a laugh from in the truck and then the driver says to me, Yeah baby, we just wanted directions. T then walks out and was about to start joking around again when she fully takes in the situation. 
Look, man, we don't know where anything is. I reply, trying to get B to step away from the truck again. What do you guys want? Snaps T, and the men just laugh again. Wow, so hostile. We just wanted directions to your bedrooms, ladies. And with all that, the men then roar with laughter. T and I just roll our eyes. At this point, I'm not scared. I just figured it's some really bored losers. And T thinks the same. We're 13, you losers. Stop being chesters. In case you aren't familiar, that's the term we use for pedophiles. Chester Chester the child molester. No way. You beautiful ladies have to be older than that. Calls another, but we're starting to walk away now. The truck slowly rolls forward, and one of the back doors to the truck then opens. A man unsteady on his feet and seemingly drunk staggers out. We freeze and watch for a moment, but luckily his is the only door that opens. Come on, we just want to have some fun. He then coos, motioning us towards him. You guys like having fun, don't you? You didn't shut up when you got here. You had the entire parking lot looking at you, and now you don't want the attention? Nah, you're not shy. He takes another step forward. T looks at me, kind of makes a panic noise, then freaking grabs one of the energy drinks and chucks it at him. If the man hadn't been so intoxicated, he probably could have easily avoided it. But he was drunk, so it smacked him right in the chest. He made a wheezing noise as he fell to the ground, and before they could do anything else, we then tore off right towards the mobile homes, profanities being screamed at us. We were rushing down the hill, but right to the right of us was the dirt trail that led to the mobile park from the gas station. We hadn't even made it halfway down when we then saw the truck rolling down the dirt path quickly, obviously trying to catch up and beat us to the bottom. B was already wheezing, but I was counting on the fact that the dirt path didn't directly cut in front of us. Instead, it went straight down the middle, and it had side paths that led to each mobile home. But if they tried to drive through the grass yards right towards us, they were liable to hit whatever trash the neighbors had left in their yard. Luckily, I was right, though. They were still in eyesight, but we were able to run all the way to the left, ducking behind the closest mobile home while they then decided if they were going to risk driving through the grass or follow us on foot. When we heard the car door slam again, we stopped ducking and we ran past the three outside trailers on the end of the rows and towards T's place. We rushed into our little screened-in deck, caught our breath, listening for a moment. When we could still hear the shouting, we rushed into T's house and then locked the door. Luckily, T's mom was in her room, so she didn't see us stumbling in like panicked idiots. T immediately cornered B, and she told her that if she opened her big mouth, they'd have no more freedom, and that she definitely wouldn't be allowed to go with us anymore. We went into the kitchen to open up our shaken energy drinks over the sinks as they exploded from how shaken up they were. We were able to hear yelling from outside, to which T's mom came out and asked what was going on. We must have looked really guilty, but we kind of just shrugged and said we had no idea. T's mom rolled her eyes, turned on the porch light, then stepped outside. We immediately pressed our ears against the door, and we could hear T's mom yelling at someone that it was really late and they needed to leave. That's when we heard the man swear and say that some girls had attacked his friend. T and I share panicked looks, but her mom's having none of it. She tells him that if some girls really beat up his friend, he must be a really big pussy, and tells the man to go to hell and shut up because her husband's trying to sleep. He swears a bit more, but it sounds like he leaves. 
She looked at us suspiciously and pointed a finger at each of us as she then said, I don't know what you guys did and I don't want to know. Just be careful next time. And with that, she turns to enter her room, then pauses right before she enters and then says, Oh, and good job ending up a grown man. I'm proud of you guys. She then winks at us, then closes the door. So yeah, that's my scary gas station story. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit